Welcome to Adulting with the Most. Hi, my name is Emily. I'm a young adult and I'm a very friendly person who loves animals. I was born with a rare genetic disorder called Prader-Willi syndrome. It's a disorder that makes you overeat because you never feel full. I'm on a strict calorie count diet to manage it, but there is no cure for it yet. I'm currently in the most poor they are helping to build up my resume by offer work experiences to gain meaningful employment and not just a job. I'm also engaged to my fiance, John. <laughs> He's so cute and we have a lot in common. I want to share my life and life of others with disabilities and the challenges we face every day. I want the world to be accepting and understanding for people. Yes, people like us. A couple of weeks ago, we had talked about taking care of our own kid who has his ability. I wanted to get a different perspective from people who had ne never worked in the field and see how they had person personally handled taking care of a child with disabilities. Everyone, meet my mom. Hi, mom. How are you doing today? I am. I'm Hi. Doing, doing great. That's good. As always, if there is anything you do not wish to share, you are more than welcome not to. This is a pressure-free zone. Say what you would like to share that you are comfortable with sharing. What was everyone's react reactions to when you told them you were pregnant with me? Oh, they were thrilled because you were our second child and they were glad that we were going to have another baby. How did my brother react? I don't think he quite understood. He knew it was coming, um, but he was like eight. And um, so he did. He was cool, he was cool with it. <laughs> Not how to react to that. No, quite yet. I mean, he was he was OK with having a brother sister. He was not you know, upset about not being the only child anymore. He was, he was cool with it. When did you realize I had such an outgoing personality? When you started trying to uh, talk because you were hilarious. Nobody could really understand you and you were very <laughs> interested in exploring things and uh, just you weren't a shy child. You liked to, to talk with people and play with new things. You were, you were hilarious. <laughs> you did like to sleep a lot, though. It was just, you were just... That comes with my disability, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you were easygoing. I mean, compared to your brother, who used to cry all the time, you hardly ever cried. And you were always smiling and happy and fun to be with. Was I always helpful when I was a child? Were you always helpful? You tried to help. Yes, you were a good worker. You liked to um, help with the yard work and the gardening. You would. I mean, when you were 
younger, it was hard for you because you were kind of oh, low grown. Yeah. But, but then um, I grew up older. I got and you did, you kind of you grew up being a child that liked to please people. You loved to please your teachers when you were very young and um, you always wanted to pitch in and help like pick up the blocks and help clean up the room. So just from the get-go, you would just like to participate. Have you ever had experience talking with or being around people with disabilities before I was born? Not really that much. Um, I did volunteer when I was a young adult at the Special Olympics. And that was really interesting to me because the only time I'd ever been around special needs people was um, when I was in school. I saw them in my middle school um, and saw that there were some people different. And I really, there was no other experiences that I had seen beyond that. Um, no one in our, no relatives that we know of. Or friends. How did you discover I had a disability? Through a blood test. Um, you had some symptoms that were unusual. They didn't diagnose you at birth. Um, you were just, like I said, you wanted to sleep all the time. You were very sleepy, but they, from the hospital, they could not find any uh, condition that explained your um, sleepiness and low tone. And uh, you were in the NICU for 11 days, but they let us go home and still followed up with specialists. And around 15 months, there was the blood test that we discovered you could, just based on the symptoms you had, we said, let's try this and see um, if this is a possibility explain why she was, um, just so floppy and you actually didn't like to eat them believe it or not when you're very young failure really? to thrive is one of the huh. symptoms yes and then somewhere around seven years six seven years old all of a sudden you start getting that hunger drive so um it was a blood test and then it's a genetic disorder on a specific dna test that they can do and verify and sure enough you have it diagnosis then. What was your reaction to me having a disability? Kind of, we were shocked um, and because the, the prognosis wasn't very hopeful. Um, there were going to be a lot of struggles ahead and um, we just decided, well, you know what? Emily is our Emily. She's we're going to deal with whatever symptoms she has. Maybe she's not going to have all of the symptoms of the, the syndrome. It can be pretty extreme. And we'll just deal with whatever Emily has and try to take it one day at a time. What struggles do you face when raising a child with a disability? Always finding um, help that specifically addressed your needs because it was easy um, having a typical child, which was Kevin, because you just have all the services in the public school and the, the sports and you just pick and choose from an, a lot of opportunities. You just fit, 
he just fit right in is basically finding out what it is he wanted to do because he was capable pretty much of doing anything he wanted. We're having a special uh, needs child. It's hard finding the opportunities that were exciting to you, but gave you the supports and, you know, on the, on the uh, same level that Kevin had the opportunities. But the good thing was, and the teachers were all supportive saying, you're, you were such a happy little girl that you kind of fit in almost any program you wanted anything. to go into if you could find it. We just wanted to find things that still challenged you too. Um, right. But then had the safety put in right. as you started wanting to, you know, have the food issues, that was hard because it's hard for other people to understand that. It's not an allergy thing. It's just another drive um, that is hidden. It's not visible. It's how you feel and, and struggle with it every day. Right. It's hard to understand how you feel when you're around right. food and money and things that give you access to food. There's a lot of stress. Just trying to give you that, that's the challenge, giving you the opportunities and still give you the protection from hurting yourself. How were you able to solve any issues I had growing up, especially in elementary school? Um, well, you had wonderful support teachers. Remember Mrs. Shapiro? Yes. <laughs> and when we- I miss Mrs. Shapiro. Yeah. So and Miss Anson. Yep. And when you got in touch with those two teachers, uh, they were in the, um, the, the adapted classes, um, you thrived and they always tried to include you in the regular ed classes um, as much as possible. But then, you know, they actually gave you choices like when there were class parties, which there are a lot in elementary school. Mrs. Shapiro was offering, well, Emily, would you like to join the class party because there's a lot of food and, and cookies and cakes? Or would you like to come with me and watch a movie and do arts and crafts? And you said, I would like to go do movie and arts and crafts. <laughs> so, yeah. so having options that were fun, that helped you not be as stressed out, um, that helped. But you still love going on the field trips with all the classes oh, and yes. doing everything possible. So working with the teachers was the, the clue and finding good support staff. Um, how did those solutions involve when I entered middle school and high school? Middle school, you had a great experience. You went to Rachel Carson and they actually found that you did thrived, you thrived with um, the honors classes. And the kids, because for example, you loved science. And remember you wanted to do all the experiments, but then you had trouble with doing the actual um, analysis and the paperwork that went along with it. So, so you got to participate with um, a lot of the activities that the honors students um, got to do um, and did well, made friends and had Years, but then when it came to doing the actual academic work, you had adapted versions back 
in the classroom with Mrs. Hart. Do you remember that? Yes. So you had a great academic experience in middle school. When you moved on to high school. Oh, but I, I also liked the home, home mech and um, yes, you like the, the other electives that I took. Like that PE. they were allowing you. Yes, remember the one where you got to do bottle rockets and. Yes, oh, <laughs> and, oh, that one, tech yeah. ed. Yeah, yes. you enjoy, you enjoy everything that is hands-on. That was your thing. And you uh, did well in PE. Um, remember Mr. Demetrio? Dimitri, I yeah, think. Mr. Dimitri, yes. And and then I think he found that you were actually pretty good at helping others with special needs students yes. too. Um, you were a good assistant. The problem was always if you were in, say, a locker room with um, the typical students, a lot of times students have snacks and food around yeah. and you would find it in their locker room or you would ask people or that if it was left out you would take it and that was always a challenge but you you like to be with the students it's just the gosh darn access to food always needed to be something you watched out for and that was very much a challenge when you moved on to high school high school was a big challenge trying to we had to we let you have a locker and eat in the cafeteria and tried that out, but we found that was a challenge. We slowly had to take away the freedoms you had as other typical kid children because lockers give, gave you a place to hide food that you stole and um, you were pretty persuasive. Or that was given. Yeah. Or, and there was always, um, you know, the tables where the clubs would advertise um, whatever in the hallways and then they'd have take a lollipop on the table or some kind of snack um you know or even in the office you know people are always saying take you know take one help yourself that's a real challenge for you it's hard for you to do that because eating any extra calories you put on weight as you know so that's mm -hmm. why not only it's just not the eating part of it, your metabolism is lower than any peer of your in your age group. So typical teenagers can eat like crazy and they burn it off. You wouldn't. You almost have an, a metabolism like an 80 year old that doesn't need all those calories. Mm -hmm. to, you just don't burn it off. Um, so that was the challenge. High school was you know, you were restricted from what your peers could do, but um, we found ways, right? right? You just didn't have a locker. You ate your lunch in this special ed office and um, you were okay with that. Just, mm -hmm. didn't, you know, you spent more time in your classrooms. And then the, the good thing we found were electives. You loved yeah. Every lecture you get it, your hands on, and you had some were, great experiences there. Were you able to figure out which electives are like more than the other ones that they provided at Sufflex? Well, we just asked you, do you want to try this? And we were fortunate that they had um, dance at yes. 
you know, South Wales. I love that. And oh, Ms. I love was Ms. very Green. open to special needs um, students in her dance classes. She even had, uh, remember the student that graduated before you that was in a wheelchair and she- Oh, yes. He was, they choreographed the whole dance integrating everybody. And uh, it was beautiful, a beautiful experience. Plus yes. you had and a great Beth, experience and even with art. Beth was doing it. Beth was doing it, yes. And and um, remember art too. You thrived. Oh yes, I loved art. So whatever Mr. Ravenstein that didn't evolve involve food. <laughs> and I also liked the ceramics class. Right? Any of those arts. And then we you participated and in what? What? Work awareness training. Work Again, awareness. Yes. the key there is keeping Emily busy and active, she's happiest. Not yeah. sitting and doing worksheets. She would do them, she, she did what she had to. I will do them, but rather like to keep active than rather sitting down doing paperwork. Yes. <laughs> Was there a time when you realized I wanted to gain meaningful job experiences through volunteer work and other organizations before I found what? No, what was the opportunity? Because the um, the counselors were recommending, hey, we got this program. And I said, sounds wonderful. Let's explore all the different opportunities you've got. But I said, again, I don't think a grocery store would be a good fit for MLA. Right. You know, so we tried to find jobs. Like the library. The library and the, in the pet, pet store. Pet store. We tried to find places that you didn't have opportunity for failure because they would leave you there for a couple hours and check in on you. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so there was a little bit of a chance for independent employment experience there. There were very few things that you've ever, I've always suggested that you said, no, I'm not going to try that. What uh, things do you like to do with me when I was a baby? everything <laughs> mostly water things remember it was kind of by design because i like the water I was yeah you would like it and kind of got you interested in the water yeah. and swimming and water activities so um i've tried to always show you things that i like to do and sure enough you like to do most everything everything that you like to do <laughs> yeah that's why we always set, go off and do things together. Do things together. Dad doesn't like doing that. Yes. <laughs> How did you come up with some of the creative costumes for me for Halloween when I was a kid? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're easygoing and you're willing to <laughs> let me do funny things with you. You, um, and you're, you have a lot of imagination yourself. You come up with a lot of the ideas. Yes. And I'm always saying, uh, let's see if we can pull that one off. I don't know, Emily. <laughs> you weren't afraid to be silly. No, I like to be silly. So a lot of the ideas, they come from you. Uh, what drove you to give me and my brother pets in the house? Because I had a pet growing up. And dad, you're, you know, dad didn't. So I kind of just thought, you know, you were, you guys were old enough. I think you were four or five 
when we got our first dog and Kevin was older, he was a young teenager that I thought then the responsibility wouldn't be totally on mom. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> yeah. share the responsibility of having a pet and a dog. So that's what made me get the idea. I think this could work. Let's go start looking for a dog. And it worked out to be a great thing. What was one of your favorite memories of me as a kid? Well, one thing I was thinking about was how you would be, when you were learning to talk, you were so funny because you would have this conversation and do all the animation with your hands and talking. And like you were serious, mm -hmm. but nobody could understand what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hilarious. I remember seeing some of the videotapes of that. And it was funny because you'd have this whole conversation, I think, about the firefighters and the costumes, because that mm -hmm. was, the, I think, your first first or second Halloween costume was a firefighter costume, and you were so into that. But you mm -hmm. still really couldn't form your words very well. <laughs> that, you know, you, you, uh, you were hilarious and just so lovable there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was your reaction when I, I told you that I was in, engaged to someone with, with the exact same disability as me? I was, I was happy for you. I was because I remember, you know, sending you to the camp that you had finally a whole different perspective that all had the same disability that had the same challenges of um mm -hmm. the food because right. usually you're in a group where oh no that, I really can't that, have that does not have the same disability as me yes but then that was an opportunity to for me to be around people that, who does have the same disability and i was really happy to hear about that because you know it's uh it's a challenge for you both a lifelong challenge that yeah um you understand how it feels. Yeah, we both understand how it feels. We know the strengths and the weaknesses that comes with that disability. And they they're still yet as we got to know John more, his his uh, challenges are different than yours. You right. still are different people, and um, he seems to be able to adapt his schedule on food where you. You're not real thrilled with that. You like to stay on schedule right. because it it just makes you feel better. Right. Um, no, so, my next meal is. Yes. And so there's there's differences there, and um, but you still understand each yeah. other pretty well. Any advice you can give parents who has kids with disabilities? I think the best thing we did. Um, is trying to address your special strengths and weaknesses and your um, symptoms of whatever disability you have. Um, if you have a diagnosis, try not to get overwhelmed with what you might hear about the worst scenario and uh, just look, on, look at 
you as an individual. That was the best thing we did. And um, go forward and get all the best support you can. And I, I thank goodness, thank God that we live in this county because we have a lot of opportunities right. that some of your friends in other counties and other states don't have. Don't have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we can call this an episode. I want to thank my mom for taking time out of her day to talk to me about her experiences. Do you have any final comments, mom? No, not, not yet. If you have any questions, be sure to email us at adultingwithmost at gmail.com. Again, thank you for coming on, mom. And thank you for listening to Adulting With Most. Check out the YouTube channel Adulting With Most for the video version of the podcast as well as how-to videos with Patrick. I've been your host, Emily, and until next time, stay positive and respect others. It might seem-